0: Hey guys, it's Blake and you're listening to an all-new episode of Blonde Hair Blackheart. Today's gonna be a fun one, I am recapping The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Reunion Part 1, then I am talking about The Real Housewives of Miami, uh, plus we're gonna talk about The Real Housewives of Potomac Reunion looks with a very special guest, and then I'm doing a QA and a answering all of your questions that have been coming in for uh, the past week or two. So, a lot to get through, let's get into it, shall we? Alright, let's talk about The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Reunion Part 1. So the reunion set is a dilapidated, run-down Mormon church. Symbolic in a not-subtle-at-all kind of way. The ladies arrive to set on a sprinter van, which is hilarious and fitting, not just for the Salt Lake City wives, but for the entire Housewives universe. The sprinter van has become a character of its own, and honestly, it's truly the first Housewives character to bounce from city to city. Sorry, Taylor Armstrong. As the ladies unload themselves from the van, Meredith says that she thinks it's a general consensus that they do not need to spend any more time in sprinter vans. I think us fans would strongly disagree. Right out the gate, Andy asks Heather about her black eye, and she says that it healed up in about 10 days and that she could cover it up with makeup really easily during that time. Okay, so, two things. One, um, I think it would be, like, a pretty major blow to the eye to take a full ten days to heal. Like, if she just tripped and fell and bumped it on something, I feel like maybe a couple days, but not ten. And then, two, for her to say that she could cover it up with makeup, does that mean that she was just choosing to not cover it up when the cameras were rolling? Because that was not hidden. Andy mentions that Jen is not in attendance at her legal team's advice, and the ladies have mixed emotions about it. And so do we. On one hand, we want to see the mess. On the other hand, Jen Shaw is a monster and she needs to get the hell off of our TV screens. So you know, I'm torn. The ladies say they were shocked when Jen pled guilty. <laughs> sure, Jan. I mean, okay, maybe they were surprised that she admitted it, but like, no one is shocked that she was charged and sentenced. Not a soul. Then, Meredith and Lisa's friendship, or the demise of it, I guess, is highlighted. Meredith still insists that her refusal to move forward with Lisa does not stem from the hot mic moment last season, but is actually because Lisa unfollowed her on Instagram. (laughs) Um, I mean, this is clearly bullshit, but like, Meredith, you couldn't make up a better excuse than she unfollowed you on Instagram? Like, just say you're mad over the hot mic moment, honestly. Just say, like, the fact that my supposed best friend could say those things about me, it just cuts so deep and I can't move on. Just admit it. Then Meredith says that the context surrounding her comments about Lisa this season were cut from the show, and really her comments came from a place of concern. Um, concern that she was giving blowies for basketball tickets? What? Those rumors are then discussed, and Whitney is insistent that it was Meredith that brought the rumors up on camera. Meredith refutes this. Lisa thanks Whitney for finally ending it by bringing it all up in front of everyone so it could be laid out on the table. Then, the rumors that Lisa brought up about Meredith popping pills is mentioned. Lisa explains that Jen told her that Jen and Meredith enjoyed popping pills together, like ketamine. Okay, is ketamine a pill? Like, I honestly had no clue. I don't know why I thought it was like, I don't know, a drink or something? Like, it sounds like the name of a cold medicine. Like, a really, really intense cold medicine. Heather says, everyone knows what ketamine is, but like, I truly don't. Am I such a loser? Okay, I guess I need to hang out with Jen Shaw and Meredith Marks more. But Meredith denies that she and Jen are ketamine sisters, and she even calls Jen to refute the claim live on the phone. But okay, if Jen can just be called to clear things up, then why not just let her be there? Like, it's crap if you ask me. Lisa says, you're gonna believe Jen Shaw over me? At least I'm not going to jail. Points were made. Andy asks if either of the ladies want to try and salvage the friendship, and Meredith gives a very diplomatic answer, saying that she hopes they can be cordial and see where it goes. So, I think that this was a smart answer to give, considering how things will have to change next season. You know, leaving the door open for a possible reconciliation is smart, but leaving things open for the two of them to literally murder each other is also smart, you know? Then the friends of are brought out. And like honestly, this may be the first time in Housewives history where there are almost the exact same amount of friends as there are Real Housewives. So, okay, let's be real, I honestly think that each one of the friends of brought something unique and special to this season. All three of them were very much needed. I said what I said. Dana is asked if she ever really tried to get along with Jen, and Dana says yes, when they first met they had a great time, but then she saw how Jen treated Angie H, and she was triggered. Andy asks Dana why she brought up her friend, the informant, and we even get to see that infamous scene that we all have been dying to see, you know, the if-you-want-some-money-on-your-books moment. Dana explains that she was at her tipping point with Jen, and Jen even made rude, maybe even racist, comments about her husband. Dana, after being on the receiving end of Jen's wrath, needed to address it. Then Angie H. is asked about the rumors that were spread about Lisa giving blowjobs to go see the Utah Jazz. I guess she, like, really likes basketball. Angie says she never said this, but so okay. What I think is happening is that it's become a game of semantics, and I think it's working in Angie H's favor, unfortunately. So you'll notice, Angie vehemently denies ever saying that Lisa gave blowjobs for jazz tickets. Whitney says that the rumor was never blowjobs for jazz tickets, that that got twisted by Heather when they were drunk in Arizona. Whitney says the rumor was originally just implications that were made by Angie saying that uh, Heather should cozy up to the same guy Lisa does to get tickets. At this point, Angie's no longer vehemently denying anything, she just kind of shrugs. So I think, because the rumor got twisted into blowjobs, which was not the rumor that Angie started, she can deny it and even feel okay with herself because technically, TECHNICALLY she's right, she didn't say blowjobs, but she did start the original rumor. Andy then swings it over to Angie K and asks about the moment she received a champagne shower from Jen. Andy asks who else thought it was a funny joke, and all of the ladies except for Heather respond like normal people. But leave it to Jen's lackey slash Stockholm Syndrome suffering captive to defend Jen's actions. Heather Gay, when you cosign for a monster, you become a monster. Just remember that. Meredith and Heather say it was a low blow to go after Jen and her criminal charges over a little champagne. Angie says let's see how you like it when someone dumps champagne on your head, and Meredith says that maybe she would be a little irritated but she wouldn't take it to that level. Um, okay, I'm sorry, is this the same lady who just said that she could never forgive her former best friend because she unfollowed her on Instagram? LOL. Angie tells Meredith that she should work in a cubicle because she has no people skills, and Meredith slurs that Angie has been trying to get on the show for three years. I'll give them both a point for this match. Angie then reveals that Jen had been talking shit about Heather and her business, and Heather once again shrugs it off and literally says, it's par for the course with Jen. (laughs) Does Heather realize how much of a lunatic she makes herself look like? Like, who in the world just puts up with this shit and smiles and shrugs like it's no big deal? A lunatic, that's who. So, speaking of lunacy, we're back to talking about the black eye. The fucking black eye. So, after multiple episodes of Heather teasing us and hinting to what happened, telling producers that of course she remembers exactly how it happened, and she simply wasn't going to talk about it, alluding to the fact that everyone in the group knew what happened, Heather finally admits, or lies, who fucking knows at this point, that she doesn't know what happened. I, um, uh, WHAT?! Like, WHAT THE FUCK?! Heather Gay is an absolute fucking psychopath for this black eye stunt. This is insane, like absolutely fucking insane, there's no other way to spin it. Heather says that she blacked out and she doesn't remember anything, and that she has so much shame surrounding her drinking that she was trying to deflect from her drinking by making like weird allusions to what may or may not have happened? Heather tries to act like she was attempting to avoid ambiguity so that the other ladies couldn't spin it, but all she did was make it more and more ambiguous. I mean, this bitch was out here commenting on Instagram telling people to buy her book Bad Mormon to find out what happened to her eye, when there's no mention of her black eye in the book. She's a fucking psychopath, and to think at one point we all thought she was the normal one. How the hell did we get here? Alright, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Miami. So Nicole's engagement party is still underway, and she is pissed at Alexia and Marisol for defending Larsa's bullshit. Lisa's telling Alexia all about Lenny's latest crap, which includes turning on his own parents. This man is literally risking it all for his mistress, ballsy, and like, absolutely horrible and with a complete lack of morals, but ballsy nonetheless. Adriana's date, the man who Alexia claims is married, comes and sits down with the ladies and you can just see in his eyes he came to play. He is literally eyeing the cameras, making sure that the little red light is on and that the cameras are rolling. He makes a toast to Minding Your Own Business, which Alexia quickly tells him is a non-starter when it comes to this group. He then proceeds to pull out documentation that he says proves he isn't married, and he asks Alexia if she can read it. Alexia loses it! Don't you dare ask a woman who probably can't read if she can read. Alexia pulls out her phone and opens a webpage that she claims clearly shows he's still married. Maybe they haven't updated the website yet, Marisol chimes in, trying to cut the tension now that she's had a few cockies. Alexia doesn't like this either because her sidekick isn't sidekicking, so she storms off. The next day, we get an inside look behind the scenes at one of Larsa's OnlyFans shoots, which takes place on her couch and consists of her rubbing her feet. I literally do this every night, why am I not making money off of it? I'm currently rethinking my life choices. (laughs) Larsa's still upset with Nicole for not quote-unquote knowing who she was. You know, before she knew who she was. And she simultaneously says that she doesn't care about what other people think, and also that if you say something about her she'll go below the belt, which, like, to me, implies that she does care, so figure it out, Larsa. Besides, didn't Nicole already admit last season that she had prematurely judged Larsa for her OnlyFans? Like, am I making that up? Wasn't that Nicole? So why is Larsa still so mad? Move on! Alexia hosts a little Q&A for the ladies with a team of lawyers, but before the lawyers arrive, Alexia calls out Julia for not sticking up for her when the man in the group, Adriana's date, was rude to her. This is odd for several reasons. 1 Why are you singling out Julia? No one really defended Alexia or chased after her when she stormed out, including her bestie Marisol, so why is Julia getting this? 2 Alexia says to Julia, I know how you feel about women, so I was disappointed that you didn't defend me with this man. Wait, so because she's a lesbian, she should have defended you? What? And finally, thirdly, Adriana is sitting right there! Address this with her! Like, this kinda just seems like a passive-aggressive and weird way to, like, sideswipe at Julia because you're still upset over that weird Russian prostitutes fight you guys had earlier this season. Which, by the way, was also a very weird fight on Alexia's side. Julia responds and says that she actually thought that the guy was very polite. (laughs) Alexia is fuming! She does admit that she didn't scroll all the way down to the bottom of the website to see that Adriana's date is, in fact, divorced. But don't expect her to apologize. Never. She's above it. Or below it? Either way, she doesn't say sorry for things she's not sorry for. So there. I mean, I don't know, Alexia is not making any sense and not making herself look very good this season. It's funny, I feel like last season she was flying high and all of the fans loved her, but this year, is Alexia having a Heather Gay level fall from grace? So, the lawyers arrive, and it's time for all of the legal advice to be doled out. Julia asks some questions about gay rights, love to see it, and then Nicole mentions slander and libel, hinting at the accusations that Larsa had made about her sleeping her way through the hospital. Alexia immediately loses it, shutting it down, screaming at Nicole to go ask her husband and stop wasting the lawyer's time, saying that she's not going to pay for this. So Nicole responds the only appropriate way. She takes out her black American Express and offers to pay for it herself. (laughs) Iconic, Nicole has really stepped it up this year, and I'm living for it. Finally, Lisa gets some answers to the questions that she's been needing to ask. The ladies rally around her, and it's really nice to see. You know, when a friend is hurting, they'll be there, no questions asked. Now when a friend is succeeding, (laughs) that's when they've got a problem. Later on, at home, we get a little glimpse into the awkwardness between Lenny and Lisa. They're still living under the same roof, and it's so awkward. It seems like they're both just doing things to poke at one another, and with two kids in the house, this is a recipe for disaster. Though, this house is so huge, like, I'm sure if they wanted to, they could just avoid each other. Like, lord knows Lenny was avoiding Lisa in that house for years. One of the best things about growing up in Arizona is that there's incredible Mexican food on every street corner. And you know what goes best with good Mexican food? Traditional Mexican horchata. Don't know what horchata is? It's creamy, delicious rice milk flavored with cinnamon, vanilla, and sugar. Okay, you thirsty now? Me too. Luckily, even if you're far from the southern border, you can get your horchata fix every day with cinnamon. Cinnamon is a brand created by my good friend Tyler, who is even more obsessed with horchata and all things cinnamon than I am. He's developed all natural skincare products and more, crafted in California with ethically sourced ingredients and infused with real cinnamon. Have you heard of the antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, or antioxidant properties of cinnamon when applied to the skin? Or how about how it helps treat acne? What about how cinnamon promotes blood flow, helping with skin elasticity by bringing blood flow to the surface of the skin and helping to moisturize skin with all of that added circulation. Some of my personal favorite products from cinnamon are their signature lip balm that gives your lips a sweet tingle and a subtle natural plump, their all natural deodorant developed for sensitive skin, and the Coco Chata body beverage that leaves your body hydrated and smelling like heaven. They even have candles and air fresheners to keep your entire home, car, or office smelling like your favorite dessert. With Sinmin, you'll enjoy all the benefits cinnamon has to offer your skin and your senses. Visit Sinmin.com, that's S-I-N-M-I-N dot and use code BLAKE at checkout for 15% off your total order today and receive free shipping on all orders over $50. That's code BLAKE for 15% off your order at Sinmin.com. I may have a black heart, but I can be sweet sometimes, and Sinmin definitely helps.
1: Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Are you sure? I'm made for this. You're made for this? I am. Okay.
0: All right, guys. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, As you may know, if you've been a longtime listener, um, or as you're about to find out, uh, one of my favorite things to do on this podcast is anytime the Housewives reunion looks are dropped, I love to bring my adorable, sweet, fashionably challenged husband, Matt, onto the podcast um, to review and rate and comment on all of the looks um what's fun about this is like i said matt i mean you have like a a style all of your own of of a uniform a uniform what's your uniform well at least it used to be just like all black
1: black jeans black shirt black baseball cap okay what's
0: your uniform now? style
1: uh now i mean it's that and then every once in a while i'll wear like a blazer at work Okay. So fashionably questionable.
0: Yeah, no, that's not true at all. You're such a liar. What you, do you literally mean? that like I don't know why you don't have a uniform. You wear different stuff all well, the I time. I used to have uniform. You wear that. shorts. You wear fanny packs. You wear like <laughs> weird vests. Literally, I'm I like we have like twelve puffy vests in our closet, and like we we live in the desert. Like, what the fuck are you doing with twelve puffy vests? It literally
1: vests? snowed last week. I didn't wear the vest, but. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In case it's not Okay. Been. I
0: mean, I just felt like you were trying to make people think you sounded really cool with like your black on black on black uniform, which like I think you dress like a like a dad. I don't think you dress like an yeah, emo, no, an emo I kid. Definitely
1: have like babysitter bod fashionista. Babysitter bod fashionista.
0: What? What? <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Literally like are you high on, like, ketamine right now? <laughs> My God, Meredith Marks. Okay. Um, so as you guys can see, this is going to be great. He clearly knows all about fashion. He knows, like, all of the different styles. <laughs> but what what also is fun, um, you know, besides the fact that, like, he literally doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, babysitter, bod, fashionista, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but also, he doesn't really know most of the housewives. Um There are a few that he will recognize, but I don't think he's going to know any of the Potomac ones. So we're going to have some fun with this. Um, I, I mean, fun and or like nonsensical, just like, what the fuck are you saying right now? Um, but that can be fun too. So, okay, let's get into it. Shall we? All right. The first Potomac wife that we have is Giselle Bryant. So what do you think? It's actually not bad. I like the look. <laughs> not bad.
1: Not bad. Um, it's fun. I I don't get like the long sleeves turning into gloves.
0: Okay, I think that's like glamour.
1: You think is it like one piece though?
0: I believe it is. Like a body I believe suit? it's all one well it's not like a suit, but it's like a body con. Like, but like dress. the gloves are attached to the sleeves? I believe so. I mean it looks like it. Um if not then they're like underneath the jewelled cuffs. <laughs> Um, it's pretty, I think like it in theory, um, it, it like should work. Uh, there's something about it that reads cheap to me.
1: I, I honestly think it's this, like the staging, like wherever she is, the set, like it looks like a cheap hotel lobby okay, where well, we're not talking about the set. We're talking about the look. understood. I think <laughs> if she was wearing that in like a beautiful mansion, foyer, like it would read more glamorous.
0: I mean, okay, so I think for me it's like, do you see how on this sleeve, the <laughs> jewels are like unfinished oh, yeah. compared to this sleeve? They're not even connected. And then like on this sleeve, there's two rows, but then on this sleeve, there's like five rows. Yes. So it just feels like a little sloppy or rushed or like it was falling apart as she's like arriving to the reunion. Like there's a a trail of um, Swarovski crystals or like, you know, these fake Michael's crafts versions uh, like Be-gazzled. following her. Yeah, like breadcrumbs. Um, I also think the hair for me isn't giving. I, I don't mind an updo. Like I get why you would do an updo with this look because it is, you know, it's like a turtleneck with like long sleeve gloves. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just feels a little like, uh, I don't know. It just feels like a Halloween spandex
1: costume. Like, you know, those costumes that you see, like the kids wear, where it's like one body suit yeah. that like covers the face even. Yeah feels like that, and it's just cut off the face
0: part. It's like a Power Ranger, like... Latex. Like, got, like, retired from Power Rangering and, like, married a millionaire. 100%. Okay.
1: Overall, not bad.
0: <laughs> not bad. Okay, <laughs> moving along. So Pretty. this is Ashley Darby.
1: Ashley Darby. I like the look. It reminds me, like,
0: of, like, definitely beach vibes. Okay, you're saying that because of, like, the backdrop. Yes, but Stop also, looking at the backdrop. Look at the fucking <laughs> not outfit. just the, not the
1: backdrop, but, I mean, like, it feels like... A, um, there's
0: literally, behind her in this photo, there's, like, a palm tree and the ocean and, like, it's like the beach. Yeah, but, like, the... Is that... What do you say? The dress? Is that a dress? Yes. Are we looking at the same photo?
1: Yes, but, I mean, it, it looks like one of those things that, like hawaiian women wear
0: like a sarong yes
1: it looks like a sarong okay. okay um no it's a dress so that's why i got beach vibes but it's really pretty i like the cut it like shows off her long legs i like the color of it what is the top can you zoom in a bit yeah I sure is that can. also bedazzled confetti
0: yes it's like very bedazzled bejeweled there's it almost it looks like little like like silver chain. rings it yeah like, like tiny link. little chain mail like it looks all like it hurts I think it's really pretty. Um I almost wish that like the whole dress was just that, like it was like yeah. a more connected look. Yeah. Um but like very sexy. Yeah, she looks great. Her hair looks good. Yeah, a nice Her like blunt body bob, looks good. which is different. She's never had this hair before. So it mm-hmm. like not only the cut but the color too. It's like she um just went to the salon right before she hit the beach for yeah, the reunion. Looks
1: good overall, not bad,
0: not bad, not bad. And if anyone doesn't get the not bad, uh, go watch Romy and Michelle. Yeah. Okay, this is Candace Dillard Bassett. Candace, yeah, don't know her, but love her. Yes, yeah, we love Candy Gal,
1: we love the look. I really like it. It's like a fun feather dress, cocktail gown.
0: Yes, all of it is great. Even just the way that she posed in this Mm -hmm. photo, she knows her angles. She knows the angles of the dress too, Um, which that's really important. Okay, let's break it down. So often these reunion looks get torn apart when the photos come online because these looks are meant to be sat in. Like they're literally dresses that you're sitting in for these women for like 12 hours and we're really only seeing them from the the waist up. Sure. So a lot of times in photos when they're like standing and posing, it doesn't read the same as it's going to um during the actual reunion. For sure. better or worse. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. This is a situation where I feel like Candace knows how to make this dress look good for her? I feel like if she were just like standing straight up, she could be swallowed by it. Mm-hmm. But she knows how to pose. She knows how yeah, to like, like arch her well. back, stick her leg out. Um, I think she looks so good. I think her hair looks great. I love just like the little blonde in the front. Yeah, um, she definitely practiced. Yeah. This oh, she posed. Candy Gal is eyes. is definitely someone who like stands in front of the mirror for an hour every morning. Uh, but it shows. Yeah, I mean, it shows. shows. So overall, not bad. bad. Okay. Next. This is Robin Dixon. Oh, okay. Wait. come She's on. She's coming. Wait, oh. oh, boring. Okay. I mean, that like sums up Robin Dixon. Oh,
1: well, makes sense. So boring. Very
0: boring. But for Robin, this is like a, a home run. I was about to say a slam run. A it's slam a slam run. S- it's a home dunk. It's a
1: slam ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Touchdown. <laughs> um,
0: no, I for her it looks great. I, I she is a um, she looks pretty.
1: She looks good, like in terms of her makeup and her hair. Yeah, but the the choice of dress is
0: boring. Well, for her, so like she's a bigger woman in the sense that like she's not fat by any yeah. means, but like she's tall and she's muscular. Like you can see, she she's has toned, like yeah. she has she's stature. Like fit. Yeah. Um, and so this dress, that like little sliver of silver, it like it gives the illusion that she's like much thinner and curvier than she is. Okay. So I feel like without that little, like that little sliver, it kind of tricks your mind into thinking that she's got this like hourglass shape, which she doesn't. She's very like, Fit. she's got like, she, bucks right. Yeah, exactly. Shape. So I think this was a really good dress choice for her. She fumbles the ball. Look at me with all of these sports metaphors. Yeah, she fumbling. fumbles the ball a lot at the reunion. So for her, I think safe is a good, it's safe i mean it's it's good it it's works safe. for her um i think it's better than her taking a risk and looking a fool and with
1: with this dress in particular i wish that like the top of it like went up and out more like
0: wh- like where i kind of like the that? little scoop yeah i mean i like the scoop i, I think like it's it,
1: but I, I wish it was like bigger and like and like kind of like went off the shoulder had, and... had had like an off the shoulder yeah, sleeve or then something it just would like look
0: maybe more a little more like elegant yeah um, okay all right so like all in all not, not bad, bad. <laughs> okay the grand dame karen huger oh um
1: i feel like i'm underwhelmed
0: oh my god i am Do like living it? for this Do you look. like it i think she looks incredible i
1: like the dress i don't feel like she wears
0: it well for her body okay so first of all she's like 60 she's like one of what yeah she's like what? one of whoa, whoa, what yeah she's like one of the oldest housewives can
1: we zoom in on that uh karen yeah What's her last name?
0: Huger. She is, I think she looks so mm. phenomenal. I love this blonde hair on her. The color works perfectly. She doesn't normally mm. have this like platinum of hair. Mm. And I think it it works with this like hairdo, like the fact that it's all up, you know? Mm. Um, I think her makeup looks phenomenal um i love this dress i think it hugs her body perfectly to what you were saying before it has like a really interesting sleeve effect that Mm -hmm. i think is really cool and like without this dress would just be kind of whatever like we would have seen it before um yeah i think she looks great i really do
1: i to be honest i don't have anything to like you know there's no benchmark for me to compare it to for her um yeah
0: But like, just like, tell me, like, what is your heart saying to you? My
1: heart, (laughs) my heart just says underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Wow.
0: Okay. I mean, and
1: maybe it's just like, I don't know.
0: You know what they say, opposites attract. So here we are.
1: Yeah. I I will say, in this picture in particular, it makes it look like her breasts are like literal shoulder height.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, the cup of the like I wish the the cup is very high. So high. Yeah.
1: And then I feel like it would have been better
0: yeah it could also be too like if you look at the way Bangle. she's posing like she's kind of like shrugging up her shoulders, sure. so she could in this photo be actually like lifting mm. it up unintentionally you know what i mean yeah um but i mean, I, yeah, I do an unintentional lift yeah there's an unintentional lift there okay. which is interesting because most lifts are intentional yeah that's well, an unintentional overall lift. not, not bad. bad all right moving uh, along dr wendy osefo wait okay so she's a doctor guess how many degrees she has Seven. Nine. Um. Well, no, she only has four. Four. That was supposed to be like a like a big exciting reveal. Oh. She's very she she loves to talk so about I her four degrees and <laughs> yeah. made it. Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> womp. No. Uh-huh. But she's probably one of the most um highly educated housewives we've ever seen grace our screens. Mm. So, give it up for Dr. Wendy Osefo, a Nigerian queen with no time for mean. Mm. Hmm. Thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm. Um i'm not loving it okay i like like the bottom half is really pretty it, it just like reads very like cruise ship show
0: mm-hmm. dancer right Cruise
1: ship like she's on performing on a cruise
0: okay i mean it definitely gives like showgirl vibes for sure i think it's it doesn't feel practical for like well a... it's not this is the fucking <laughs> housewives reunion baby right. like they're not going out but to you dinner. go back to like
1: who was the beautiful woman wearing the feather dress again
0: um, Candace. Yeah. I mean, like that. that's not practical. showy, But it's
1: not like, it doesn't look like an actual, she's wearing a peacock.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair. I think her hair looks great. Mm-hmm. I think this is, it's giving like share to me. Like oh, it's yeah. definitely inspired by share. Even like the, the, the fringe, the fringe and the beating with the legs out. Um, I mean her body her looks hair. sick. Yeah. Her body she looks, looks good.
1: Insane. It just reads like a show girl.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get it, but like she's putting on a show. So, I guess so. overall, Not Not bad. bad. Not bad. All right. Now we've got Miss Mia Thornton. Thornton. Uh, If it will load. Let's see.
1: Mama Mia. (laughs) There we go. Mama Mia. I like this look. Really? I don't know about. Is it velvet?
0: Um, she's, she's wearing like blue. It, it's, uh, it doesn't look like velvet. It looks like a like a silk maybe or like a shiny. It feels. It might be, it, it looks might be bulky. Velvet. I feel like maybe the fabric. is She long. looks bulky, and she has an incredible <laughs> body, see, but like it's not. Homie. It's not flattering on her. Like it, it just. It looks like it's tight like
1: all the the line like the wrinkles. It I I that know it that like it's a, yes,
0: it's in it's supposed to look like that. Like it's supposed it to be bunched, help. but it looks like she just like it's sat on it. Yeah, sat weird in her dress and it like left all of these marks. Um yeah, I don't love this. I She looks uncomfortable. It doesn't do her any favors, but I think her hair and makeup look really good. But again, I I don't think that like from the neck up she looks flawless, but it doesn't work with this dress. Like the the her hair and makeup are so chic and simple and, like, minimal. And then this dress has, like, way too much happening. It's, like, very busy. Um, Yeah. Overall. Not cute. Overall, bad. 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 Yeah. She's the only one so far. All right. <gasps> this is Jacqueline. Jacqueline
1: Blake. Yeah. Jacqueline Blake. I like it. It's a little, like, young feeling. It's a little...
0: It's very womp womp to me. so she's a friend of she's not a full-time housewife. and like this to me is like why? I don't is that a
1: strap? like what's that?
0: yeah, yeah, so they like it's strap. like a sho- another shoulder on that side, clearly, mm. which is also weird because if you're gonna you do your show... if you're gonna have one one um like a one shoulder strap and then have your hair all to one side, you would have them be on different sides. like the strap would be on one side and then your hair would be on the other side. but like, i don't know this is all wrong to me it's just very basic it's like she got this at charlotte Roos or like just you know at a store at the mall i mean dillard's honestly um and it's just giving like you know middle america winter formal
1: yeah like young
0: yeah um too bad for her yeah like on a very tight budget because her allowance is only like 15 dollars a week do do the do the
1: Viewers like her.
0: Um, I think they're kind of indifferent. So the viewers don't like her, but she was brought on as a friend of Mia, mm. and people don't like Mia. So they're like, oh, "Okay, go Jacqueline." But I don't think people really like Jacqueline. They just are rooting for her because they don't like Mia.
1: I just feel like what an interesting selection of image for to like put out. What an interesting like show. Like an mm. image selection. I'm sure she t- took like another couple photos and like that. Well, this images. was the best one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. One, it's yeah. like
0: that's the one. She's not a star. No. She doesn't give any star power. No, no, there's nothing there. Yeah. Overall. Bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is Sharice no. Jackson Charisse. Jordan. So Sharice is uh commonly referred to as the Eeyore of the Real Housewives of Potomac. Which like she's slow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you sound just like her. Oh. I mean, doesn't she like look like Eeyore? She
1: oh. I
0: know. it's bad it's
1: it so looks bad
0: backwards yes it, it does looks it like, looks oh, like she got think dressed in the dark
1: dress is backwards babe
0: yeah turn it around <laughs> um i'm turn not brown loving... upside
1: <laughs> down turn
0: it around yeah i'm not loving the hair because the hair is so like youthful and young and like she is so not those things that it it it's like giving like Try hard. And I think, had she done something like elegant and classic, it would give, like, you know, like sophisticated, sophisticated older Eeyore. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. Um, I mean, she doesn't have the best body, but like, it doesn't. It's it doesn't serve her body. Like, I'm a firm believer that you can dress to your body type, and anyone can look good in their body. Um, This it like the neckline is bad, the cutout is bad. It doesn't give her any sort of curves. Um, It's just not good. Look at this side. Like, she just it's all just like it's one straight line. You know, from her boob down to the ground. There's no like body at all. Um, oh. I mean, even like her nails, ugh, oh, not, not into it.
1: Same blue. Yeah.
0: So all in overall, all, overall bad. bad. Okay. So everyone got a not, not bad, bad, except I think Candace got like a great mm. we'll say. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, all, so Mia and then the two friends of Charisse and, uh, Jacqueline both got, or they all got bad. Yes. I I want to go out on a limb and say that I think Karen looks great too, and I and I she, yeah. I challenge you to look again and maybe um, reevaluate your thought process because like look at this fucking queen. Look at not the queen. Not bad. <laughs> no, great, great. Yeah, there we go. There we go. See how easy it is to twist his arm? I always get what I want. All right. So obviously the theme was blue. Like you're not. You're oh, not that was the theme. Um, But what we like to do every time you come on is we like to, like, if you had to put, like, a phrase or a a name or a word, like, I'm sure they said, like, yeah, the theme is blue. But if you had to give, like, a feeling to all of these looks, Mm -hmm. what would you call this theme? Like? Like, for example, I saw on Twitter someone said Cookie Monster Realness. (gasps) Oh. Which, like, yes.
1: (laughs) I'd say, like like sapphire jungle mama
0: queen vibes night sapphire jungle mama queen's night vibe babysitter bod <laughs> like it all comes full circle mm-hmm. um yeah i say i'm blue if i were cherise i would die oh <gasps> oh no <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying but uh, yeah no, no, no. You, you never know what you're saying, and that is why we're gonna wrap up thank you so much for being here with me today um uh I'll see you in like two minutes because we live in the same place thank
1: you so much if you want to hear more of my hot fashion takes, just keep listening <laughs> for me here
0: <laughs> oh my god just stop talking okay. love you <laughs> All right, guys, so I asked you a couple weeks ago to send me your questions, and I am going to go through a handful of them now. Um, As always, when I do this, I haven't read any of the questions ahead of time. I haven't prepared any answers. Um, There's like 30 questions here, though, so I'm going to go through and pick, I don't know, maybe like five or ten, depending on how long it takes. Uh, So I am picking these randomly. Um... The the answers might be great and hilarious and you guys might think that I am like the funniest person ever, or they could be shite because like I said, I didn't prepare and maybe the question uh maybe the question's shite. Maybe you need to do a better job sending me questions, guys. No, I'm kidding. Your questions are amazing. Um if the answers are bad, it's all my fault. But let's just get into it and see <laughs> if they're good or bad or not. Um but based on this intro, I'm gonna guess not great. All right. First question. What is your number one question for Andy Cohen? Ah, that's a really good one. Um, I actually, I love it when Andy gets interviewed, which is, you know, not often, but when he does, it's, it's really interesting because it's like, um, you know, putting him on the other side of, of things. Uh, I think, I mean, so if I, if I had him in a, position where he like had to answer anything and he had to answer like totally truthfully couldn't get out of it um no pleading the fifth I would ask him who who's your favorite yeah who's your favorite real housewife and who's your least favorite real housewife and I know that's two questions but it counts as one because I said it in one sentence um and then like if if we're in a situation where like, you know, he might not answer because, you know, like when people ask him questions at Watch What Happens or BravoCon or whatever, like he, you know, he might not answer. But if he and I were at a dinner party and we like just ate edibles, he might answer, you know. But if we were in one of those more public forums and he couldn't answer that, um, you know, he didn't he couldn't really like piss off his uh, his harem of of wives. um, Then I would ask if you. If you were to ever step down uh, from your role as, like, the host of all things Housewives and and Reunions, etc., who would you pick to replace you, and why would it be me? So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he would have a great answer for that. Um, <laughs> all right, next question. Are you a Vanderpump Rules fan? If so, who do you love slash who do you love to hate? I am. I think Vanderpump Rules... Uh, was at one time one of the best reality shows ever um true lightning in a bottle hard to recreate but southern hospitality is doing a, a pretty damn good job of trying um yeah Vanderbump rules is phenomenal and and the reason why it works so well especially those early seasons you know especially compared to shows like the the housewives where there are new cast members kind of filtering in and and um you know, with the Housewives and shows like that, it's it's more about kind of just picking, plucking random women and putting them in a room together. Like, I know they like to pretend like they're all friends and there's like a true through line in this friend group. And even without the cameras, they would all be hanging out. But we know that that's not true. Um, so, you know, so often they're just kind of, you know, uh plucking people and dropping them in and it it feels a little disjointed and you know you you just know that if the cameras weren't there none of these women would be hanging out at all now with Vanderpump Rules it always was and has somehow remained like a true group of friends um you know, for better or for worse, with with fractures and splinters throughout and ups and downs and there's fallings out and 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 you know comings back together. Isn't that a comings back together? Is that a phrase, a turn of phrase? I don't know. Um but it it's authentic and it's organic and it feels real. Um, it feels like this crazy group of kids would be going through all of this shit with cameras or not. And I think that is why Vanderpump Rules is one of the greatest uh reality shows ever. Obviously kind of uh went off the rails a little bit there for a few seasons. But, you know, if you if you kind of look at the context of what was happening when that all went down, like, you know, there was that weird season where they brought in all of these random people. And I think that's really when fans were like confused and like, what the fuck is going on? Um and so some insiders may know that at that time they were starting to develop a spinoff with all of the OGs from Vanderpump Rules. And, you know, bringing in these new cast members like, you know, I'm talking about um, when they had Max and Brett and Dana and Charlie, like when they all came in, that really was kind of supposed to be the foundations of a new uh, like a new generation of Vanderpump rules. And then all of the OGs were going to be on their own show. Um, obviously COVID happened and like the whole restaurant industry shut down. And then there were like, you know, all of the cancelings that went down in uh, the, the Bravo So, that whole plan was scrapped. And so there's just kind of this one random season with like all of these weird random faces. And it just doesn't seem to make sense without knowing that information, you know? Um, so now when you step back and look at it as just like, you know, a, a, a random season in the world of Van, Vanderpump Rules, you're like, what the fuck was that? So I do think they're getting back on track. I think last season was good. And I think this season is going to be great. Um, I mean don't quote me on that because God knows I've been wrong about this shit before. I also thought this uh season of Salt Lake City was going to be amazing and look where we're at. So, um, you know, I am I am not uh God by any means. I I just like to act like it. Okay, who is the most overrated housewife any season, any city? Um uh oh, this is hard. I I know I am going to just get like completely railed for this. Um I think Teresa Judice. Oh my god, I'm so sorry guys. I know you're all screaming at me right now. Okay, before you turn off the podcast. L- wait, 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 wait. Listen. Listen. I think Teresa Judice was like the blueprint in those early New Jersey seasons. Like the table flip is so iconic. Like do not get me wrong. She has so many amazing quotes. Um she is a a legend. Yes. However, modern day teresa judice like the teresa we've had for the past few seasons i don't think lives up to the the standard that she set for herself okay i think that she just was so phenomenal of a housewife and and so um so like Big, and I'm not talking about her hair, I'm talking about her personality, and there was just so much there, especially when the girls were all little and she was dressing them up in, like, leopard print. Like, it was just... It was pure camp, and now her whole story and situation, um, it doesn't fuel me in the way that it used to. So I, I think she has become... I think she, like, made herself overrated. I think she, like, by by just being too great of a housewife in the beginning. And, and again, I mean, it's, she's had such a long tenure. You can't expect anyone to, you know, maintain that, uh, like stature and, and that, um, and even that level of energy that she brought to to the table. Like I, I, I understand, um, why she's not giving the same type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think people still kind of like put her up on this, this, pedestal, uh, as the, the table flipper. And I think she historically always will be the table flipper, but like, she's not still flipping tables, if that makes sense. Um, so then the next question that's actually uh, funny enough, it's like a perfect transition. Are the fans crazy to keep blowing Teresa's head up with smoke? Um, interesting. So I, I, isn't it blowing, blowing smoke up their ass, not blowing smoke in their head? Um, I don't know. Either way, her head is is full of smoke. Her ass is full of smoke. It's all full of smoke and crap. Um, I mean, I I really like Teresa, but yeah, I think she just, you know, when when you're touted as a legend and an icon, uh, that's bound to go to your head. And, um, you know, I mentioned her hair before. Like, look at how big that that hairdo was at her wedding. Like, that was to contain that ego, you know? Um, So, I... (sighs) I, I know this is so controversial and I'm probably gonna get like completely torn apart for this. Um and mind you, I'm not like a Melissa Gorga stan. This is not coming from a place of like team Melissa in any way, shape, or form. It it really is just coming from a place of like I I don't know. I think I I think I like my housewives to have more substance. And <laughs> Teresa Giudice, I mean, whether you love her or hate her, you know, she's a she's substance free. Okay, next question. Favorite show on TV right now? Um, You know what? How I Met Your Father just came back last week and it is so good. You guys, if you're not watching it, go watch it. It's on Hulu. Um, uh, The first episode was so funny uh, from this season. I just, I love Hilary Duff so much, you guys, and I remember I was so disappointed when the Lizzie McGuire reboot was was canned and they, you know, ended up not doing it, Um, but I kind of feel like it was a blessing in disguise because we got How I Met Your Father out of it, and I love How I Met Your Father. The supporting cast is great. Um, You know, I talked about it on my uh, 2022, like best of recap, that it was one of my favorite shows of last year. And I just love how they incorporate all all of the little Easter eggs from How I Met Your Mother. Um, And Neil Patrick Harris is going to be on this season. So definitely check it out. Um, Speaking of reboots, I also just uh, watched all of that 90s show on Netflix, and it was a lot better than I thought it was going to. So Um, it's, it's quick. It's short. It's like 10 episodes. They're like 20 minutes each. So honestly, you could watch it all in an evening if you wanted to. Um, and again, like a nice way to reboot a show and like bring back the elements of a show that everyone loved without like forcing it down our throat or like. So with that 90s show, I think the reason why I liked it so well and and why it worked so well is that, um, I mean, there are are brief cameos with, like, the kids from that 70s show, but it's really about, like, a batch of new kids and then um, Red and Kitty, the grandma and grandpa, are in every episode, and it works because... Red and Kitty, they, like, look the same as they did in that 70s show. So, like, you don't have that weird jarring, like, oh, my God, they're so old thing that you get when there are some other reboots. Like, I remember when, like, Fuller House first came on and I was just like, oh, my God, that's Kimmy Gibbler? Like, you know, it just, it gives, like, a weird, like, uncanny valley feeling, you know, of, like, oh, my God, like, is that really who I remember? Um, So that 90s show kind of avoids all of that. So, yeah, I recommend um I don't highly recommend but I I recommend okay final question and yeah oh my god you guys you should know the answer to this by now someone says dream housewife for the pod guys it's Heather Dubrow it's always been Heather Dubrow it will always be Heather Dubrow um especially if we can like uh, record the episode live um, at some, like, fancy dinner party that she's hosting because bitch pulls out all the stops. Like, I I just know that, like, I would have my own, like, custom-engraved champagne flute and I'd go home with a bottle of Vouv and, like, there would be some sort of, like, fun game where the winner would win, like, a million dollars. Like, do you remember that one episode of um, RHOC where she threw a party and there was a literal diamond hiding in someone's drink? Like, yeah, so Heather Dubrow, come on my podcast, bring me a diamond, we'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to an all-new episode of Blonde Hair, Blackheart. Make sure to follow me on social media, at Blonde Hair, Blackheart. Like or subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And please go give me a five-star rating or review. Um, I saw last week someone gave me a four-star rating. Uh, you're so close. You, you just missed it. It's five. So um, if that was you, better go fix it we